0: whatcom county farmers have a new crop option coming up something we've been talking about certainly behind the scenes and even here on the program not a lot of options for farmers these days could we have a new crop in whatcom county What, what what could that mean for local farm ground you know, and 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 I say new crop, but in some ways, what we're talking about here this morning is something that's not new at all to Whatcom County. Um, it's something that uh, has certainly been grown in the past here, produced in large amount in Whatcom County in the past, but hasn't for the past twenty or thirty years. Welcome to the Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI News Talk 790. Glad to have you here on a Saturday morning. Joining me right now on the Farming Show is the VP of Operations for BC Frozen Foods, Yasser Shah. Welcome to the program this morning. You guys are working on a a project um, to actually grow food and produce food. here in the u.s right across the line and you're talking about some some crops that uh we aren't really growing in any large quantity down here right now talk about what you're working on
1: so um in british columbia as many of you are aware um land costs have been increasing um quite arithmetically compared to whatcom county skagit county um with blueberries housing Um, various other types of industries. And um, the crops that we used to grow here in large abundance, uh, several thousands of acres, you know, are no longer uh, available to us. And we've been doing research on areas where um, there's good soil conditions that are um, uh, feasible for peas, bean, corn, carrots, Uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and we reviewed uh, Whatcom County, Skagit, um, Chehalis, Bakersfield, California, um, about five different growing regions. And we've narrowed it down to Chehalis and to um, Whatcom County. And um, we've selected uh, parcels of land uh, for the factory and uh, both, both areas are undergoing um, feasibility studies right now to determine um, the different um, obstacles that we may have with building in one region as opposed to the other. And also um, an assessment on the land base availability, both for now and also you know, into the future, wherever we build a factory needs to be uh, sustainable for right. the next 30 to 40 years.
0: Well, and you're talking about vegetables. Again, a few of those that you listed there used to be big crops down here and they went away really when the processing facilities down here went away and closed up, you know, and, it, and at first, a lot of the stuff 30 years ago, back in the eighties, these processing facilities, canneries, whatever you want to call them, closed up in Whatcom County. A lot of that stuff was still pretty uh, vital down in Skagit County since. Since then, that has kind of waned in Skagit as well, even though I know there's some renewed efforts down there. Um, But a lot of that has moved over, say, to eastern Washington. Similar forces here where, you know, land prices are cheaper, labor prices, cost of living, everything is cheaper. So a lot of that food production moved over to eastern Washington. But you're saying the same phenomenon is happening between Canada or at least land prices and the cost of living in the lower mainland B.C. as compared to just across the line here in the U.S., and again, we're talking with Yasser Shah of uh, of uh, BC Frozen Foods. He's their VP of operations. Ta- you said that right at the beginning, land prices have gone up, and I've heard some of the numbers, but maybe some people aren't familiar. What What's farm ground going for up there these days?
1: Um, when you get uh, closer to you know uh, the ocean, uh, an acre of land, good, flat, um, Land with uh, reasonable irrigation access uh, can be anywhere in U.S. dollars between seventy-five to ninety thousand dollars, and some of the oh. exclusively, oh, some man. of the exclusively, yeah, some of the exclusively prime um, agricultural land um, can go as high as one hundred thousand to one hundred and ten thousand, and. The, the, the land cost is one thing, but the other big cost is if you look at the geography of our, of our region here, our prime growing uh, area extends from Chilliwack, B.C. Uh, right to the ocean. In that vicinity, we have approximately uh, 37,000 to 40,000 uh, farmable acres uh, for the you know, various crops and different industries that are mm. in play in our, in our region. But if you look at um, uh, Whatcom County uh, you know, and Skagit, you have from the border to um, to um, Mount Vernon area. There's yep. a, there's a, a significant amount of acres, uh, in excess of uh, hundred thousand farmable acres. So the so the land that's available. Um, is significantly more overall yep. and um, we've seen in our study that dairy is moving out of the area it's going to the midwest quotas are being sold Yep. Um, just because you know in Canada the the dairy is kind of protected so it's not going nowhere yep. so the competition for land over here um, is not going to get any easier yep. and um, for our long-term viability uh, we need um, our number one resource that we need is land. We can't do anything without it. And the growing region in uh, Chihalas, as well as um, uh, Wacom, has supported the types of crops that we've done for, or types of crops that were done. You know, years ago, and they were done there. You know, probably since the 40s or 50s. Yep. Um, and just because of basic economics, with the large-scale processors that used to either operate in that region or uh, grow, harvest, and truck to their processing plants on the other side of the Cascades, uh, it just didn't make economical sense anymore. So, when we re- when in reviewing these, these areas, we see um, a lot of potential in Watcom um, for a processing plant to process. Uh, these uh, commodities, and um, it seems like a lot of land uh, is available. and Definitely, a good amount of interest from growers, from you know potato growers to uh, dairy growers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it seems very positive.
0: And you talk about those land prices. Just to go back a minute, I mean that those prices are unthinkable. Here right now. And, and, you know, there are a lot of people who will choke at, you know, $30,000 that berry ground has gone for, you know, raspberry and blueberry ground. They think that is really steep and you, you really got to have a cash crop to make that pay. Imagine those prices that, that you're talking about. I mean, f- from what you're talking about, it just f- for a, a, a veggie crop, which isn't like a high dollar crop like fruit. Uh, it's still something we certainly need and we need to be producing locally and regionally. Uh, I think COVID has made that clear with food shortages and people have, I know, even reached out to us here at Whatcom Family Farmers and saying, well, we need to grow more food locally. And we've said, well, it's kind of tough because there's not really the capacity uh, f- to process it and we can get more into that. But it's also hard to make it pencil just with with prices. Well, I can certainly see where that's a pressure for you folks. And for a farmer facing that kind of land price, uh, you, you can't really, you know, those Canadian farmers, you might want to do that. And you folks, you just can't make it work at that kind of level, I would imagine.
1: Well, a lot, a lot of the growers, uh, don't get me wrong, a lot of the growers that are growing for us are not um, growing these crops up here in the north. Uh, you know, they're, they're using it more of a rotation. And yep. uh, one of the big export commodities that we have here. Uh, and also for domestic use is field potatoes, mm-hmm. uh, specialty potatoes. So potatoes, as you probably are aware, uh, they're good for uh, one year. And then you know sometimes you can get a second year, but in the third year, you need a second and third year. It's ideal to put a crop rotation in, and um, peas, beans, corn, carrots. These core vegetables are excellent choices um, to re uh, you know to put some of the minerals back into the ground. Yep, yep. Uh, and they work out as really good ro- rotation. So the growers here are not necessarily using this land. Uh, you know, as their prime income, they're using it as uh, something to yep. put into the ground uh, for a rotation and not let the ground just, you know, fallow away. Right. So I, I think, yeah.
0: that That's an excellent point. And, and that's the situation here as well. And why it's been a frustration as you point out, you know, dare, the dairy community here in Whatcom County in particular and elsewhere in, in Western Washington is, in atrophy you know it's shrinking cows are leaving farms are getting you know they're they're packing up and and like you said some headed to the midwest some headed to eastern washington or idaho what happens with that ground because you know that used to be the corn and the grass that dairies would grow to feed their animals was the rotation crop for the seed potato community here locally uh and seed potatoes and um the berry you know the blueberries and and Particularly red raspberries; those folks have been trading ground more recently as a rotation. But as you know, particularly the berry uh, markets have struggled in recent years. That's become more and more of a challenge for those farms to stay in, and those folks have been looking for a different option. What can we put in here as a rotation? You know, particularly like you say for potatoes to rebuild the soil, uh, but then just for other options of of things to grow. And that's why this fascinates me so much. I've been talking. About it for a long time, and I heard you folks were working on this, so I, I've been really looking forward to you know making this connection and hearing more about your plan to do this. It, it makes a lot of sense. Talk about what's needed though to make it go. You're talking about building an actual processing facility to make this work.
1: Yeah, um, the um, intent is to um, have one location where we would do our processing as well as our storage and possibly move some of our um, packaging operations for our U.S. sales uh, and do them right in the U.S. Uh, not everything that we we sell to our customers um, is grown in North America. So some of the stuff we do bring in from offshore um, sources, um, mango, pineapple, for example. right. And um, it's just more economical to pack them in the U.S. and sell them to our U.S. customers as opposed to you know, packing them in Canada and then shipping them across the border. So the um, objective would be to have a processing plant uh, in addition to a cold storage for our distribution center, as well as um, a packaging center to take the products that we would grow in Whatcom County and um, combine them with products that some of them probably would be processed up in Canada, as well as pro- uh, items that would come in from offshore and uh, amalgamate them all together to offer our customers the full line of, you know, frozen fruits and vegetables
0: right for sure. Again, we're talking with Yasser Shaw, VP of Operations for uh, BC Frozen Foods, talking about the potential of growing different uh, um, crops down here in Whatcom County and their plans to do that uh, for the reasons that he's been explaining, the different pressures that they're facing in Canada could actually dovetail quite well with the pressures we're facing down here just on this side of the line. Uh, okay, so frozen foods, what are we talking about? You basically We need what IQF tunnels to to do this? What else does it take to to make that happen? I I know you know, we have we do a lot of IQF down here of fruit, um, but Mm -hmm. vegetables take more than that, right? You gotta blanch them and different things like that.
1: Yeah, like the actual processing part of it is probably not um, the difficult part. The more complex part is, um, you know, the actual land that the factory will sit on, Mm. um, uh, effluent, where we're going to put our wastewater, how much water, um, you know, is is available to us from the city supply. you know, power, we need, uh, you know, 5,000 amps to 6,000 amps. So there's a there's a number of um, different factors that go into choosing a location for the factory. We do have it. the sites that we have chosen or we're uh, working on right now are already chosen. And uh, each one of them has its own unique issues. I can tell you that in uh, Whatcom County and Linden, uh, what we did find is that the water table, is very high yep. in that region and, yep. um, store and stormwater is probably right now our number one constraint with building in Whatcom, uh, simply because, um, you know, when you have a parcel of land that's six or seven or even eight acres large, and you need to raise that, um, you know, five to six feet, that's a considerable, considerable amount of, um, uh, sand that needs to go onto the property. So that's, yeah. That's one of the uh, big challenges that we're contending with it, Um, you know, especially when you have to buy over, uh, you know, a million and a half or two million dollars of sand. It (laughs) puts the cost up, puts the cost up quite considerably. So, um, but these are all things that are being... um, uh, looked into right now, and uh, each each location, no matter where you build a factory, will always always have its own uh, constraints. And um, yep. but that, does, that doesn't—it's not a deal breaker. So yeah. Um,
0: so what about yeah. the farming part of it? Are you guys you you would be as BC Frozen Foods? kind of farming it yourself or you would be looking to other farmers to basically be growing this stuff and then you guys would harvest and, and ship or how, do, how would that work?
1: Yeah, so on these mechanically harvested crops like peas and beans, for example, um, the responsibilities would be that we would, um, around uh, a January of every year, we'd meet with our grower base and um, provide them with an outlook of how many acres we would be looking for Um, BC Frozen would do the seed selection. We would provide the seed to the grower. The grower would propagate it. Um, Our agrology people, uh, and this is how it works over here. So over Mm -hmm. in the U.S., um, it would follow a similar similar pattern. Then our agrology people would work with the farmer uh, for applications of pesticides, um, herbicides, insecticides, whatever is needed. And then uh, BC Frozen would take over the responsibility of the harvesting and the trucking to the factory. And um, yeah, on the hand harvested, um, you know, commodities, if we were to elect to grow, uh, you know, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, the growers are typically involved um, on the harvest of that, that component Mm. of the process. And we would do the uh, processing at the facility in terms of the processing, all vegetables are, um, are washed and, you know, cut or um, uncleaned and then um, blanched and IQF frozen.
0: Okay. Well, that all makes a lot of sense. And Hmm. it sounds very similar to what I remember as a kid because – you know, I, I talk about a lot on this program. My dad is a red raspberry grower here locally in the Linden area, but he didn't know do that. And in fact, he grew peas in the seventies and the eighties and he planted thousands of acres of peas. He started just, you know, custom planting for farmers. And then he started growing some of his own and it was a similar pattern, you know, where seed would be selected and, you know, probably days to maturity or have to be mapped as far as what field goes in, when, and when it's going to be ready. And, and that was, done you know with the cannery uh, in in consultation as well as all the agronomy part of it and then yeah they would come in with pea viners or whatever you know mechanical harvesting and and make that happen so that sounds very similar to how things used to be in the old days are you looking for land are you looking for people to connect with you um, about doing this how soon would are we talking this season next season how soon would you be doing something like this well, um,
1: <clears throat> Whatcom uh, County Farmers Co-op has been very helpful in providing uh, or liaisoning with particular growers who have ex- uh, expressed interest in mm-hmm. the last a year to two years. Mm-hmm. And we've already made a connection with most of those growers and um, you know, already combined uh, with those particular growers, we probably have access to over uh, you know 1,500 or 2,000 acres without even really looking too uh too intensely for for acres and um you know the information we're gathering is exactly what you've said earlier that uh, we have a um, shortage of land north of the border but a um, access and good availability of land Um, to the south of the border, and as we grow our crops, it may bring opportunity for, you know, more potatoes to be grown in that area if growers knew they had, uh, you know, a rotational crop available to them. So, the opportunities for growers in that region are more than just, you know, simple growing peas and beans. There's
0: other other opportunities Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, Makes a lot of sense. Again, Yasser Shah uh, with BC Frozen Foods with us here on the farming show this morning on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Um, Thanks for being with me. Thanks for explaining how this goes and and let's stay in touch. I'd love to get an update as as things go on. Uh, Like you said, there are are always going to be challenges no matter where you locate something like this. When you're farming stuff like this, I'm also wondering like about planting capacity. You know, uh, is there going to be opportunity for people with equipment maybe to do that, or, or is that something that you guys coordinate? I just see a lot of things that could happen here all in all being a good thing for our farming community. That's kind of not sure where it's going to go next. Um, and, and we want to see it around. We want to see, see land stand farming and not be developed. Well, land, if we're going to keep land and farming, it has to be farmed. It has to be productive. There has to be some value there and this could be a new opportunity uh, to provide that. So, so thank you for what you guys are doing and, and again, keep us posted on, on how it's going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I look forward to, you know, making our selection, um, we've kind of have a uh, drop dead date of May 15th, um, where we'll have to make an executive decision as to which, which area we go, we go into. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the meantime, if, you know, um, if any of the, any growers are listening to this and they want to know more information about it, they're more than, uh, I'd be more than happy to answer their questions and put them into our database. Um, we have a toll free number that they're more than welcome to call. Or uh, email me as well. My email is uh, it's quite simple. Yasser Y A S I R at bcfrozenfoods dot okay. uh, Foods with an S. Yep. And our uh, toll free number is one triple eight nine frozen um, which works out to one triple eight nine three seven six nine three six and any grower has any questions uh, please feel free to give me a call we did we did want to um, and I'll throw this in there we do have availability to grow um, you know a small amount of uh, beans at the tail end of our season this year to oh. kind of yeah. see how the um, economics of it work to truck those beans up into Canada and we and we used to do this back uh, uh, up to 2015 um, but after 15 we had enough land here right uh, but as you know we put in a new tunnel last year and our capacity has grown here, but our biggest constraint uh, with our current situation is um, handling the harvesting of the, um, you know, simple yeah. operator mechanic type thing. So, if sure. any of the growers sure. know anyone that would be interested in that? We could definitely grow three or four hundred acres um, this uh, this summer um, for beans.
0: And you guys are based in so up in Mission, right? So, not too far north at all.
1: Yeah, about fifteen minutes north Very of good. the Sumas border.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for chatting with us. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Yasser Shah with BC Frozen Foods. Thanks for being here this morning.
1: Thank you very much.